This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we are off on hour three of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Great to have you along with us on a wild Thursday. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger coming up in our final hour. We're going to bring in the big guns to get us ready for Super Wild Card Weekend, starting with Chris Mack from the BetQLU podcast. And, of course, we will ask him about the departure of Bill Belichick and Nick Saban as well, which has all happened in the last, what, 12, 13 hours. At 8.20, we preview the Eagles and the Bucks on Monday night when we chat with Tampa sideline reporter T.J. Reeves. And finally at 845, someone we never want to talk to, the Donkster, along with our best bets. During the break, Chelsea, we have been debating where Bill Belichick should go because Adam Schefter has already tweeted that Bill Belichick wants to coach again. He's chasing Don Chudo's all-time NFL wins record. Bill Belichick is 15 wins away from breaking that record. But you have to feel like now, not only does he want to break that record, he wants to change the narrative a little bit, change the way he is viewed, change the way he finished his tenure in Foxborough. If you're picking a perfect situation for Bill Belichick, where does he go? I feel like, didn't we rank the best jobs yesterday? And I Mm -hmm. feel like nobody's talking about any ties to the Chargers. And I know that it's been kind of a mess out there. But as far as talent goes, you've got the best or the most important position on the field locked up, Justin Herbert, a ton of talent. And I think the knock on the Chargers has not been the talent. Like the talent is there. And, you know, look at looking at Bill Belichick, it feels like they have not had a wealth of talent and New England. And it's been the same deal with Mike Vrabel. He's not had mm-hmm. a ton of talent in Tennessee. So for me, if you take all the other, you know, factors aside, which, you know, they play into it. If Mike Vrabel right. has close connections with the head honchos at the Patriots, obviously that makes a difference here. But if you're just looking at talent, like, does nobody want to go to the Chargers? I think the Chargers are a a very attractive franchise just because they have Justin Herbert and because I don't know if you can win immediately, but there's not a huge rebuild there. If the commanders are interested, I tend to think that maybe they won't be because they have a bit of an unorthodox search committee. I think they might go in a different direction, but that's attractive because they have the number two overall pick. 
You want to go where you have a quarterback in place. The last thing Bill Belichick wants to do is to go to another franchise where he's got guys like Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi under center. He doesn't have time to go through this process all over again unless he's getting a pick now. So I think that will factor into where he decides to go if there is a franchise that wants him. So let's talk about this more and go from an NFL legend to a legend from the Steel City, baby. The Mac is back. A turnaround shot that rattled wide. Subban, one more try, deflected over the net, and the Pittsburgh Penguins again are the Stanley Cup champions. Chris Mack, a little toss. Here comes a gadget play. Randall L., he can throw. He was a quarterback in college, and he's thrown a touchdown to Heinz Ward in the Super Bowl. Bringing all his college plays. Barkley from inside his own five. Barkley with a lead. Barkley with a burst. Barkley down the sideline. Saquon Barkley wins the opening kick. 97 yards. Touchdown, Nittany Lions. Here we go. He is host of the BetQLU podcast every Thursday. That means today on YouTube. Also host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. It is our friend Chris Mack. Chris, good morning. Great to see your face. And I think we anticipated that this was coming, even though maybe on Monday we thought, is he going to stay? He's giving up control. But now Bill Belichick officially parting ways with the Patriots. What is just your gut reaction when you know that we're no longer going to see one of the goats in Foxborough? Slow news day, right? Um, Yeah. It's, you know, it's where he goes next. I mean, that's got to be the question. I, I think it's, Everything points to Mike Vrabel going to Foxborough. It makes way too much sense. You saw how cozy he and uh, Robert Kraft were during his, uh, I guess, Ring of Honor or whatever ceremony they had a couple months ago up in Foxborough. Um, he is, it just makes way too much sense for him to go to New England. Um, that gets one job out of the way now, right? So what's the rest of the coaching carousel suddenly look like? I said this to someone the other day. The entire offseason is going to be gridlock until Belichick gets settled. And I think that still holds true because no other dominoes can fall outside of maybe Vrabel going to New England until Belichick decides where he wants to go and somebody decides, yeah, we want to bring Bill Belichick in for the next few years uh, because this isn't a long-term solution, right? He's not going to coach another 10, 15, 20 years. He's going to come in. He's going to get his wins record, right? He'll pass on Shula, which you alluded to a couple minutes ago. And then I think, you know, maybe take one more run at a title if he can, if he has a talented enough roster like you guys were talking about in L.A. That makes a ton of sense. Some names on defense that he can build around and a young quarterback who he can do something with maybe uh, as long as he doesn't put Matt Patricia in charge of the offense. Uh, um, <laughs> but... You know, I, I, I think that that makes way too much sense. Um, you make a good point, Jenks, about uh, Washington and how they're going to go about their process. I don't know if Bill Belichick wants to get into bed with a, a Looney Tunes owner like David Tepper down in Charlotte. Cool. Um, I, I don't know. Atlanta, I do cast a little bit of a, a glance toward because you've got an established owner. Um, Belichick could probably tell Arthur Blank, hey, here's how I want to do things. Let me do it this way. Um, not as much to build around, obviously, but maybe he uh, wants that. Maybe he wants the blank slate, so to speak. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, any of these directions, you can kind of build an argument for why 
getting into bed with Belichick would make sense to them. Um, I just, it's going to be fascinating to watch because then all the other dominoes start to fall. Okay, so we will talk about the Steelers in just a second because this is a sports betting show, and clearly I want to know your take on the Steelers in the postseason, but you also host a college football podcast, so it would make sense not to ask you about Nick Saban retiring because this one felt truly shocking. Like, I think we all saw the Bill Belichick news. Like, we knew something was going on there, but did you expect Nick Saban to retire you know, it was one of those things that you always kind of held in the back of your mind, like, hey, it's it's going to happen someday, and that someday isn't too far in the future. He's not going to coach forever. Mm-hmm. And I think there there was just a little bit in his reaction to the loss to Michigan, and, and it, I don't want to say he seemed forlorn, but he, he didn't seem quite as – look, nobody's happy when they lose uh, <laughs> in a bowl game or in, a, in the playoff especially, but – it didn't seem like he'd had the he might have the same elasticity in his bounce back. We know he hates the portal. We know he he has a, a tough enough time, not tough in that he doesn't do well, but that he has a tough enough time recruiting kids from high school, let alone recruiting his own players year after year after year. Um, I think it kind of made sense. Now, th- does that mean we saw it coming yesterday specifically? No, I think. Again, the most fascinating part now is not where Nick Saban goes. Uh, he'll probably end up on a TV set somewhere, I would think, and get paid pretty handsomely to do so. But I think the next question is, who replaces him? You know, as you see Dan Lanning immediately is the odds-on favorite. Okay, that makes sense, a guy coming back to the SEC. But Dan Lanning's also, you know, going to the Big Ten. Does he have to leave Oregon to join the big boys? You know, if the Pac-12 were still sort of floating out there on an island, Maybe that's something to be considered. But, you know, that's the thing with so much power concentrated in the two big power conferences now. It's, it, it, there isn't that same dynamic where you have to leave a place necessarily, especially if you're at a school like Oregon, to go to a bigger and better conference. I, I don't think that that doesn't apply to Dan Lanning. Now, Dabo is an interesting case. I know they're mm-hmm. down in Tuscaloosa chanting anyone but Dabo. Um but he's a Bama boy, right? Like, that just makes – everything in Dabo Swinney's career has been building to this point where, oh, Bama's open and available. I'm going to jump on that. But the final piece of the puzzle is, who wants to be the guy to replace the guy? Nobody wants to be Ray Perkins. Remember how it went for Ray Perkins in Tuscaloosa? Oh. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to be the guy to replace the guy. You want to be the guy who replaces the guy who replaces the guy. So, um, I don't know – they're going to be impossibly tough on whoever replaces Saban. That's why a guy I haven't seen on any boards regarding this makes a ton of sense. It's a guy who stood up to incredible headwinds opposing him from the fan base when he first came in uh, at his first collegiate coaching job, has NFL experience, has experience in Tuscaloosa. Bill O'Brien, especially with Belichick done now in Foxborough, makes a ton of sense in Tuscaloosa. We're chatting with Chris Mack, host of the BetQLU podcast every Thursday on YouTube and host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. You know what's interesting, Mac, is that I think three or four years ago, Dabo would be the obvious choice. It would be Dabo, come on down. But because of his reticence to get involved in the portal game and how much he hates NIL, unless yeah. it, of course, relates to Jesus, then <laughs> out, if he could change... If he could change his mentality and the way he operates in today's college football landscape, 
wouldn't he be a shoe-in? Isn't that the only real thing that's holding him back? Yeah, and, and that argument makes a ton of sense, Jenks. You're right. It, uh, why go from a guy who just retired because he hates the portal in NIL to hiring a guy who hates the portal in NIL? Right. It's, 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 it's a, a great line of reasoning. The only reason I, I, I still cast an eye towards Dabo is because, again, we you can never put too much weight behind the impact of, at a Blue Blood program, a guy coming back a guy coming back and being given extra time to succeed. Hi there, Jim Harbaugh. It worked there. Blue blood program right up in Ann Arbor at Michigan. First couple years, man, what are we doing? Cut this guy's pay. We don't know if we want to stick with him. A few years later, he's showing up in the playoffs and he's winning a national championship a couple years after that. I think there is something to be said for when there's that bond, that connection between a program and a small college town and a guy who's been there before and Look, again, they're going to be impossibly hard on whoever it is, but maybe Dabo, at least from the administration, because of his past success as well up in Clemson, would get just a little bit more time to to put it together at Alabama. Yeah, it's wild to me because the Venn diagram of coaches who have a great resume and coaches who actually love the portal rules, like it feels like there are very few you know, that actually fit that middle space. So they've got their work cut out for them. But I did say we need to talk about the Steelers because the Steelers are getting 10 points against yeah. the Buffalo Bills this weekend. And I know everybody's super high on Buffalo, but this is a lot of points for a Buffalo Bills team that's been kind of inconsistent. You've got to yeah. remember the Bills barely beat the Chargers with an interim head coach. They beat the Patriots by seven points at home. So Chris Mack... Are you taking the Steelers to cover against the Bills this weekend? Uh, you know, here's here's where I come down on it, and it's going to be a last-minute decision for me uh, that's almost totally dependent upon the weather. I know everybody's made such a big deal about weather this week because the temperatures we're going to get in Kansas City, right, in that game, and Miami's going up there. Um, the wind is supposed to be a major factor in Buffalo mm -hmm. on Sunday afternoon. I talked to Chris Parker at uh, WGR up in Buffalo yesterday afternoon. And he said, listen, if we're talking the 25, 30 mile an hour steady, 25, 30 mile an hour oh, winds wow. that are being forecast by some, cool. it's not just the cold then, it's the wind. And look, you got two strong armed quarterbacks. You know, people can say whatever they want about Mason Rudolph and how he may not have gotten any job offers in the off season and came back to Pittsburgh with his tail between his legs, but he worked his butt off and he's a big old big 12, big arm quarterback, right? That's Mason Rudolph. Josh Allen, we know, has the arm. So they can cut through the wind a little bit. But I think it does play into a team in the Steelers who have leaned so heavily into their run game the last month, month and a half, and have, have done so with great success for the most part. Now, that's not to say that the Bills can't lean into James Cook. We've seen similar stuff from them in certain successful spots this season. It's what I think leans to an under for me above anything else as I look for different leans on Steelers bills. And if I wake up Sunday morning and the wind is whipping off of the lake up in Buffalo at like 30 miles an hour with gusts of 40 or something like that, then yeah, I just, I don't see the bills even with TJ Watt out. And that is a huge part of this, even as confident as the Steelers and their fans are myself included in the backup edge rushers and Marcus Golden and Nick Herbig um, with TJ Watt out. I still think I lean under, and I think it's going to be tough to cover a 10-point spread for the Bills unless they get up early and the Steelers are forced to throw when they don't want to. 
Make sure you check him out as host of the BetQLU podcast every Thursday on YouTube. Also host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. And let's throw it in. Host of Fourth Down in the Steel City podcast. It is our good friend Chris Mack. Mack, good to hear from you. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. Coming up next year on the show, the inside scoop on what to expect from the Eagles and the Bucks game. That is Monday Night Football on this super wild card weekend. We're going to chat with our friend Tampa Bay sideline reporter TJ Reeves. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Man, what a wild morning here on the show. It is a daily tip from BQL presented by BetMGM, and we are coming right back after this. Stay there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back on a Thursday. An eventful Thursday here in the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger coming up in just moments. The Bucs won the NFC South title. Now they look to add to their resume with a playoff win against the Eagles. We will chat with Bucks sideline reporter TJ Reeves and get his take on Baker Mayfield and Tampa. Chelsea lost in all the head coaching news that we have heard over the last 24 hours with Nick Saban retiring and now Bill Belichick parting ways with the Patriots. The Chicago Bears are keeping Matt Eberflus. Now, they have fired four other assistants, but they are keeping their head coach, which just got lost. And we forgot about Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll moving into an advisory role in Seattle. Are you surprised that Chicago is staying pat here? I always think that it's not a smart move to fire your head coach unless you have a better option waiting in the wings. And I think the mm-hmm. thing going against some of these teams, if they haven't fired a coach yet, is that they're already behind in the process. And so I think some of that goes into it. Obviously, Chicago did not have a great season overall, but I will say there are some signs of life there. And a lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with Justin Fields. Like, I'm not going to go on some spiel and say, yeah, Matt Eberflus, you know, he's the guy. Because I don't think that's the case either. Yeah. But there are probably some other factors at play here. I think so as well. The Bears over their past, what, 10, 15 years have never quite been aligned as far as everyone being on the same page as far as their head coach and management. But if you're trying to make a case for Eberflus, Bears did go 7-10, and 10, but won four of their last six. Now they have a huge decision to make when it comes to Justin Fields, but we will see how that plays out. Let's move ahead and talk about what we expect to see on Monday night. Yes, it's super wildcard weekend in the NFL, but we have the Bucks and Eagles in Tampa on Monday. So let's bring in our good friend TJ Reeves, Bucks radio sideline reporter, also host of the Three Dog Thursday NFL and college football podcast. TJ, good morning to you. And... Let me ask you about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And I know. Uh, Hang on, hang on just a second. Is anybody else fired? Is anybody else resigning? Okay, we can do the interview. (laughs) We're good. I mean, the last 16 hours, I got a check like every five minutes. So that was the five minute check on anybody else is gone. So it's good to be with you. (laughs) But yeah, Belichick, Brady, 
And it also uh-huh. ends up tying into another B, the Buccaneers, as it turns oh. out in the Super Bowl, matter of fact. You know, what's going to happen is five, six minutes in, I'm going to be like, guys, I just got to notice I've been terminated. I got to walk away. Can you just finish the show, please, TJ? I'll tell you what, something's going around. While we totally digress, and while we totally digress, (laughs) am I the only one of the three of us that has observed that we're apparently either repping Halloween or the Texas Longhorns or something together completely inadvertently? I don't know if How about the Bucks? The Bucks old uniforms, the creamsicle. We got the creamsicle going. Yeah, I, I think we do inadvertently. But anyway, I have totally sidetracked what you wanted to ask about Belichick, Brady, and eventually the Buccaneers. So go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to to sort of get your take on having covered Tom there in Tampa clearly for a couple of seasons. And when you look back at the larger framework of what Tom Brady and Bill Belichick did together in Foxborough, you're not a hot take guy, which I appreciate. But where do you put Bill Belichick's influence as opposed to saying, oh, it was all Brady, which is a very simplistic way of looking at things? I don't think I would go, oh, it's all Brady, but I would go, <laughs> oh, a lot of it was Brady. Uh, yeah. Yes, Bill Belichick oh. is going in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look, uh, you can't dispute six Super Bowl wins. You can't dispute the success they had for basically 20 years of the run. It is, it is with him as the head coach and in large part making a lot of the personnel moves. However, the final couple of chapters being written, the first one is now post-Brady, where Brady goes somewhere else and immediately wins the Super Bowl without Belichick. And Belichick and the Patriots, let's be honest, the last four years, down the tubes, that's being polite, including this past season, which was just an abomination. Um, and, And so then the other thing is, is there another chapter of, I'm going to go coach somewhere else and try to prove that I can get back there or this is it? That's an unknown. But, I mean, the legacy is he's one of the greatest coaches ever. It has to be that. But it also has to be said he has arguably the greatest quarterback ever that was largely responsible for a lot of what they did. It's both. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, for sure. They will always be tied together and for good reason. Okay, so I wanted to give you your flowers here. And I think I've done this before on the show. Uh, Because before the season started, you said the Tampa Bay Bucks to win the division. And I believe this bet was like five to one. And I'm pretty sure, let the record reflect that I laughed in your face. Uh, So I want to say, I'm sorry. You you are being... (laughs) Far too kind because there have been legions of people having to do the mea culpa. Uh, But look, the bottom line is most believed this team was going to be bad, much less win the division. And so they outperformed what a lot lot believed. A lot believed this would be a five or six win team. And obviously when you get to a seventh win, an eighth win, and now a ninth win to win the division, yes. So you were not alone. And I think it was as much as like seven to one that they could win the South. There were a lot of people that were loving the Carolina Panthers, and that lasted about 17 minutes. Oh. And then they started playing games, and they fired Frank oh. Wright. So welcome to the NFL. But 
to your point, we understood here that with players like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Levante David on defense and Antoine Winfield on defense, you had a lot of stars. That if you got some good quarterback play, which you've gotten some good quarterback play down the stretch of the season, I know we're going to talk more about that, you could win games. You could win key games. And it, it ends up they won enough of the key games at Atlanta, at Green Bay, Jacksonville at home, and then they finish it off with the ugly, ugly but still – Beautiful. You win. You win the division and get a home game. <laughs> nine nothing game. Hey, if you're gonna play a nine nothing game to end the regular season, but it's to clinch a home playoff game, you'll take the ugly but beautiful nine nothing win on uh, on Sunday. TJ, when you look at Baker Mayfield, it's quite a story because even with your prediction early in the season, we were mentioning Kyle Trask. Like maybe he's the guy. Right. Who knows? So. What has Baker brought to the table? What has made him different, particularly in the latter half of the season, that has helped the Bucs be in this position? I think it's the veteran leadership, the intangibles, getting you into the right play, checking out of a bad play into the right play, making the key throw on third down. I mean, even Sunday, he's banged up, bruised ribs, bad ankle. He scrambles on a key third and five. The game is only six to nothing. If they give the ball back and somehow Carolina scores a touchdown, they can be in the lead. He scrambles, bad wheel, bad ribs, runs through a couple of guys, uh, ends up getting a first down that, that keeps a drive alive. You get a field goal, you burn more clock, you get a field goal, you make the game 9 nothing. Those are the plays Baker Mayfield has made. And really, down the stretch of the season, he's made a lot of big throws, too. The last two weeks, he didn't make a lot of good throws, but a lot of big throws in those Atlanta, Green Bay, and Jacksonville wins. So Baker has shown, again, he won a playoff game in Cleveland. You talk about Hall of Fame notations. That, that's something that might go on a Hall of Fame resume. I won a playoff game in Cleveland. Joe Flacco may get a chance to do that coming up. So he had done that previously, and we saw that leadership, the intangibles, really come through as the season went on. Right. One of the quiet comeback stories of the year Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. But let's get on to this game because yes. we do have super wild card weekend kicking off. And uh, actually, this is the tail end. This is the Monday game. Tampa Bay squaring off with the Eagles and the Bucks are three-point home dogs here against an Eagles team that does not appear to be handling adversity very well. Are you taking the points here? I was surprised. I still remain surprised as we head to the weekend that the Bucks remain an underdog. I saw it, it opened like at two or at one and a half, and now it even got bet up a little bit. Um, I, should the Eagles be favored like against St. Ignatius High School right now with how bad oh, they've no. looked? Oh, I don't know no. how good St. Ignatius was this year. Uh, but they've lost five of their last six games. It's the same Eagle team that, with everything to play for, blew a 13-point second-half lead at home to Arizona trying to lock up the division that looked awful in the first half with all their starters in the game against the Giants last week before they finally realized it's over, we're going to be on the road playing Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Um, why are they favored? I, I guess you want, and you guys talk about this all the time, you want some wagering on this game because if you install the Buccaneers at like a two-point or a three-point favorite, you're probably not getting a lot of interest in, in wagering on this game. Go figure the odds makers. But that surprises me that Philadelphia not only opened as a favorite but remains as a favorite, and I think that'll be some motivation for the Bucks here, especially at home for this uh, Monday night wildcard game. TJ, who is the team besides your Bucks who you think might surprise us just a little bit in the playoffs? Not necessarily saying, oh, they're going to make the Super Bowl, but maybe a, a non-favorite out there who could make a mini running and say, oh, didn't see this coming. 
L.A. Rams. That team yeah. just stands out to me as a dangerous team down the stretch of the season with a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, with a Super Bowl-winning coach, and they have enough weapons. They don't have the same all-star team the year they won it with uh, Odell Beckham and Vaughn Miller and the, and the others that they had that were involved. Cooper Cup's been hurt. But don't think for a second they can't go to Detroit, win that game, and screw, screw it up uh, for the Lions and screw up the NFC playoff picture. Um, let's see. Uh, L.A. Rams just comes to mind immediately uh, in the NFC. And in the AFC, out of the teams, I, I don't like the Dolphins' chances in the freezing cold. And then you've got Pittsburgh playing at Buffalo. Cleveland has been a fascinating story. Maybe the Cleveland Browns sneak a win against Houston, and now they're dangerous in the divisional round. I don't know. But L.A. Rams, I think, would come to the forefront there is to maybe be able to win a game or two and mess it up as a sixth seed. Okay, so I'm looking for some good player props in the Bucks game. Right. And Mike yes. Evans, who's been really good down the stretch, uh, gets a good matchup against an Eagles secondary that's been giving up a ton of yards to opposing wide receivers. Is he the guy that we should what's be looking at for props? What's it set at right now? Catches, I would think catches is something like three and a half or four and a half. Uh, he had two early catches in the game last week. They didn't go to him again until the fourth quarter. The Panthers were trying to do their best to take him away. Uh, in the first matchup, for whatever it's worth, all the way back in week three, the Eagles did a really good job on him. So it depends on what the prop is on the catches and the yards. Mike Mike was tremendous in that chunk of games with Carolina at home, at Atlanta, at Green Bay, and then the Jacksonville game. He was phenomenal in those four games. Hasn't been as much the last couple of games. But depending on what that prop actually is, I'd look at Evans. I'd look at Godwin, too. They cannot double mm -hmm. both of those guys. I'd look at Godwin on a four or five catch prop as well. And maybe even Rashad White on catch props uh, as well, because Rashad White can probably catch three or four balls in this game as well. And I got to think his props right around there because they have been spreading it around between Evans, Godwin and Rashad White, the running back. TJ, we got about three minutes here. So we've been right. peppering this question to everyone, which is, what is the worst of all the head coach openings in the NFL? And I think we all agree it's it's the Panthers. We're all in yeah. agreement here. But but how bad? Where is that franchise right now covering them? What makes them just so putrid at this point? Well, we were there this past Sunday, and I kept saying the same thing privately, not so much on the air. Who's going to take this job? I mean, yeah. you, you've hired a head coach in the season each of the last two years if you're the owner. So automatically – if I'm looking to take this job when I have a chance to take other jobs, am I even guaranteed the season fundamentally as the head coach? The next thing is you're saddled for now with Bryce Young. And, man, that looks like a bad decision in hindsight right now as opposed to C.J. Stroud and how he looked. All right? You, you give away Christian McCaffrey as a weapon. You give away D.J. Moore in the draft trade with the Bears to the Bears. You are devoid of weapons. You don't even have your number one pick, which you gave to Chicago. You're saddled with Bryce Young. This is a two- or three-year turnaround for Carolina. It's going to take a couple of years before they're probably decent. So I don't know. You're right. That's how bad it is with an owner that has flown off the handle several times already. I don't know what kind of coach they can get. Probably an assistant, somebody that wants the first-time job. But how much can you trust it if you're bad in year one? Okay, so about a minute left. Since you were so good at predicting the NFC South, give us your Super Bowl pick. Who's going to win it all? Wow. Can I cop out and say I have no clue because any one of yeah. like eight 
teams could win this between like Baltimore and Kansas City. And I like Buffalo too to find a way in the AFC uh, on and on. In the NFC, uh, God help. I mean, is it San Francisco? Is it Dallas? A lot of people back in Detroit. I just told you I think the Rams can beat them. Can this team make something happen starting Monday night? I think you can make the case for about eight different teams. I mean, the the chalk is San Francisco and Baltimore. How about if I give you something in closing? How about neither the 49ers nor the Ravens are in the Super Bowl? How about that? I'll call that shot right here on the morning tip right here. Oh, that's perfect. He is the Bucks Radio sideline reporter, host of the Three Dog Thursday podcast, and like me and Chelsea, wearing the color of the old Tampa Bay creamsicle uniforms. It's TJ Reeves. Thank you, TJ. Great to be with you. And have me back on if the Bucks are still rolling in the playoffs. Love to be with you. Uh, we would love that. Absolutely. We'll hold you to that. Coming up next here on the show, time to keep the good times rolling with our best bets and see if the Donkster, for the first time in about a week, can be on his best behavior. It is the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. It is a Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Best bets coming up in just moments. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. Chelsea, what are you going to do today? Put on that electric blanket, plug in that extension cord like I talked about, and just drag that bad boy across the house, staying warm the entire time? Because that's my suggestion. Well, uh, today's my busy day with radio interviews. I'll be on in Wichita. I will be on in Nashville. My daughter is back in school, but the electric blanket came just in time. I don't know if you guys are getting the weather that we're getting next week. I think we're supposed to have a low of like negative one next week. This is Nashville, Tennessee. This is not Green Bay. So it feels like that's the time of year that we're in is the miserable cold season have you looked at the the forecast for next week in dc are you guys getting this like arctic tundra weather i'm looking right now we're looking pretty good next week ah we're fine we were supposed to have snow last weekend did that work out no it'll be in the 30s you know no big deal later on in the week ooh, 41 and we're supposed to get snow next friday i don't i don't believe it when i see it that was supposed to happen a week ago we're fine a little rainy, a little cold here. It's early January. And I saw your pictures yesterday on Instagram. Looks like you're struggling through the month. Are those Tony Robbins motivational podcasts helping you? No, they're not. Did you not see the huh. pictures? It was me well, trying to great, hide myself but... up for number one, cardio day, which is always a fun one at the gym. Uh, and number two, getting through the month of January. It's only January 11th. Yeah, this is also the longest month. Like it's one of the long ones. So like I'm not completely Mm -hmm. off base, but it feels like it's 60 days long. So 
Uh, no, Tony Robbins has not my, helped my hatred of January. Sorry. Even some things are impossible, Tony. Well, here's the thing. You know you can send voice notes over text. I'll send you a couple. And if Tony Robbins isn't working out, you plug your headphones in, you hit play, and you're going to hear stuff like, you can do it. Maybe that. Or no. maybe I say, it's gonna be hey. It's going to a lot more than Adam hey, Sandler you. movie references. <laughs> hey, you. I'll be really creepy about it. Hey, you. You got this. Come on. Your bets have been good. Your bets have been really good. Now go out there, take off that electric blanket, and get those steps in. See you tomorrow. How about that? Does that work? Oh, God. No? I think it's the working out part. I think it's really <laughs> hard for me to be active. Because when it's this cold, what do you like doing? Because what I want to uh. do is eat baked potato soup on the couch with my electric blanket and not move for the entire day. Like, it sounds nice, but it's just not a productive yeah. way to live. No, I get it. And I will also say... I, I had been working out and I plan on, but I've been so sick over the past week. Like Catherine's still, Catherine is kind of getting a little bit better. I'm still sort of down. So as soon as I get home, I'm going to crash. Like I'm using all my energy to do this show. And then I get home and the adrenaline stops and I just crash. So I'm just trying to get through the week and then maybe I'll start working out again. But I'm like you. It's not been the best way to start the year as far as my physical health is concerned. I'm surprised I'm here. But we're getting there. It's just a slow grind. I'm right there with you, just in a different way, Chelsea. We're going to grind through January, then we're going to crush February. But at least you don't have a cracked rib anymore because you overcame that's true. that. Like, that's, that's true. A pretty I'm healthy deal. now. Is it, it took completely a while. healed? Do you yes. feel it ever I, when you're lifting no. or anything? Uh, no. I was The first time I lifted, that's when you have to be really, like I start off much lower, and it's not like I lift a ton anyway, but I was like, let's start really light and go from there because the last thing I want to do is lift something over my head and be like, <clears throat> so I took it light. Once I got through the first two or three workouts, I'm like, all right, I'm good. So I'm straight now, but that was a little dicey. That's the last thing you want to do is immediately start lifting because you never know. It's all arbitrary when you heal. It could be four weeks. It could be eight weeks. And when you're old like me, it could be a year. Thank God I'm back to feeling 100% rib-wise. Now I just got to get my head straight, which you could say about me anytime. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, Ian McMillan, senior editor from Bedside, will give up his NFL playoff bets. And if you missed our conversation, oh, we had a couple of great conversations today. Chris Mack from the BetQLU podcast, also TJ Reeves, the Buck sideline reporter. We talked to those guys about all the coaching changes, the upcoming playoff game on Monday night. All you have to do is download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Chelsea, let's do it and hand out some winners. Time to place your bets. When I look at you, I see a mid-major master. And that's what I see again today. What do you have? Yeah, we're going to go with Weber State minus eight and a half on the road at Sacramento State. Now, if I'm not mistaken, that's the fighting Damian Lillard's, is it not? Didn't he go to Weber State? Uh, so maybe that's how you remember this one. So I'll go Weber State minus eight and a half here. Just feels like they are the much better offensive squad here. This is a top 100 team, according to Ken Palm. Winners of six straight, 
top 80 in adjusted offensive efficiency. And normally I don't love taking road favorites, but this is a team that takes care of the basketball. Because usually if I see a turnover prone team, I say, okay, usually those issues are exacerbated when you go on the road here. But this is a team top 30 in the nation in turnover percentage. You look at Sacramento State, the offense, terrible. 316th in uh, adjusted offensive efficiency, and they're turning the ball over a ton. They rank 361st in turnover percentage. So it feels like there's going to be a differential there where Weber State's taking care of the ball. They've got a great offense. Sacramento State, not a good offense in general. And they also give up those turnovers. So we're also seeing some line movement in this one was eight and a half in in most shops now moving to nine in some places. So I will take that eight and a half. Kim Palm has this game at nine. So let's go Weber State taking them minus eight and a half. Chelsea, let's keep it going. I'm going overseas. Cavaliers, money line, minus 155, hosting the Nets. Nets are on the struggle bus right now. One in six overall in their last seven. Meanwhile, it's been the opposite for Cleveland. They've won three straight, and they're doing it with defense. Cavaliers allowing the seventh fewest points per game. Yes, they're without Darius Garland. Evan Mobley out as well, but we've seen Karis LeVert step up in a big way with a couple of game winners as well. Let's play this straight up because we can. Gagnona Paris! Cavaliers, money line, minus 155. What did you say? Gognola? Yes, <laughs> Gognola. Granola. I tried to say, I probably Gorgonzola? got it wrong. Let's get Gorgonzola. Oh. Gorgonzola Cavaliers money line. I tried to say in French, let's get a win in Paris. Ah, that's what I was looking for. The translation ah. for us. Dumb dumb. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I'm not going to try to speak French because I would sound really dumb. Uh, third member of our best bets crew is the match gate ball. Let's bring him in now. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? (laughs) All right, 8-Ball, what do you think of the bets today? I'm going with Weber State minus 8.5 at Sacramento State. 8-Ball says, don't count on it. God, me and the 8-Ball. New season, new year. Not a new us. It has not been a great season for both of us. All right, so how about the Cavs on the money line against the Nets? Do we like it? 8-Ball says yes. Short, simple, to the point. At least we got one. We got one. If you want to check out the 8-Ball, if you want to stream all the shows on the BetQL network, we have a ton of great content for you. It is twitch.tv slash BetQL. We've got some time for you to hand out a lean if you want to, Chelsea. If not, we're going to the dogster. Here's your chance. Uh, Lean would be William and Mary laying a point and a half on the road at Hampton, but cannot justify backing William and Mary here because they have won a total of one game on the road. I would say the justifier there would be Hampton right down the road. Hampton's a terrible Mm -hmm. team, but not enough ammo. So I would lean that way, but not one of my official plays. Fair enough. I did like the Knicks playing in Dallas because the Knicks have been red hot against the number with OG Anunoby and the Mavericks are without Luka tonight and Derek Lively. 
But the line is going in a different direction, going towards the Mavs. Makes me a little nervous, so I'm going to stay away from that one. Let's do your BetQL five-star best bet for trends, analysis, articles, insight, everything you need to help you with your bets. Download the BetQL app. Dogster, what do you have? Good morning, everyone. I want to pay special tribute to Nick Saban and all of his accomplishments. Back in 1995, he led Michigan State to its first winning record since 1990. Of all the accomplishments, Doxter, I think you can pick out a better one than that. Just give us your bets. Okay, Dad. Habs, money line, minus 150, hosting San Jose. The Sharks suck. Ducks at Hurricanes, <laughs> under six and a half. Well, that's not great analysis, but we'll take it. Let's bring in better analysis and talk to Ed Egros from BetQL Daily. Ed, good morning to you. What was your gut reaction when you got the news this morning that Bill Belichick and the Patriots are no longer? It is funny how, like, of all the news that we've gotten over the last 24 hours, I found this the least jarring, even though he's Mm -hmm. probably the most accomplished of all head coaches. If for no other reason, because of how the Patriots have performed the last few years, this seemed like an inevitability to me. I found it the least surprising, yet at the same time, it is the end of an era, and we should celebrate it as such. Yeah, and speaking of Nick Saban retiring... Let's mm-hmm. take a trip down memory lane. I think Shall- we met for the first time yeah. at the national championship game when covering Absolutely. Alabama. Yeah. Where was your first it, job? Or it, I don't uh, even know if it was your first job. It, where it were, was. Where were you first- working then? Yeah, uh, so I was out in Huntsville, Alabama as uh, Mm -hmm. the sports director of sorts out there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was a big fan of, you know, going out to the games and particularly the Alabama games just because, you know, it was very businesslike and those games seemed to be a good bit more thrilling in terms of, you know, watching the team unfold and all that stuff. Auburn was just, you know, drama filled every single step of the way. But Alabama, like I could enjoy and appreciate the football and you could tell that Nick Saban just had his fingerprints on literally everything. And that businesslike approach certainly served him well, to say the least. Well, I know you guys are going to talk about it on the show. Can't wait to hear that. Ed, thanks very much. We appreciate your time. That's going to do it for us here on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. For Chelsea and the Dogster, I'm Jinx. Good luck on all of your best today. Hope you have a fantastic Thursday. We will see you tomorrow. Bye. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.